Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Jackson Labs. Huge day today here in the lab, but before we get to all that, we're just going to do the usual. We're going to go around the table. We're going to start at our social distance warrior. Codes, what's up, dude? Nice to hey, have you. I don't know. Hey, guys, thanks for thanks for having me. Of course, uh, maintaining social distance is an absolute priority in these times. Don't forget you filthy animals to wash your hands. Of course. I still have your hand sanitizer here just to let you know, so I'll give that back to you. <laughs> Next up, we got Parksy. What's going on, dude? Hey, boys. Pretty excited for our guest tonight. Uh, I don't know if I'd call this guy a long drive champion, a professional golfer. I think in, in my case, my experience with him was uh, he, he expedited his chef technique one day on the golf course. I brought a watermelon, and I left with watermelon salad, so quite interesting. <laughs> Ooh, I like sound that. Bad though, eh? like nice, nice and refreshing. Keep yeah, you maybe hydrated. Some kitchen tips, possibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And last but not least, the man that's in the lab with me today, Tombo. What up? Not too much, bud. Excited to be here. Right, we're gonna sit down with the king of the long ball today. Absolutely. Right? Alberta's pride and joy. Good to hear that you're back in the province with us, safe and sound. And yeah, let's fire it up. Let's do it. Well. As Tom alluded to, our guest today, former world long drive champion and Alberta native, Mr. Jamie Sadlowski. What up, dude? All right, boys. How's it going? Good, man. Good, man. How about you? How are you holding up in the quarantine? Bored? Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. bored. Not much going on here in St. Paul, St. Paul, Alberta. There's still two feet of snow on the ground, golf courses closed, no hitting net, no mat. Trackman's in Arizona. It's just a pretty sad state right now. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> doing some yoga. About four strikes, not three. <laughs> this guy's climbing up the walls right now. Ooh, I tell you what, for someone that can't sit still, it's been real tough for me. <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, I flew home. I was in Arizona. I spent my winters mostly down in Arizona. So I flew home like March 8th. This thing was starting to kind of like COVID was starting to get going. So I flew home, see the parents, see my fiance, the dog. And then I was supposed to leave like the 14th and then things started locking down. So I stayed an extra few days and then obviously they shut down the border and, mm-hmm. and everything. I didn't pre-plan. I got my sticks here, uh, but the track man's in Arizona. Wasn't prepared for a hitting that. Can't buy one on the internet. They're all sold out. So, I mean, wow, it's, yeah, it's been a rough deal. It's been, there's not much going on here. Oh, <laughs> well, we got, we got something to keep you entertained if you want to get on the old golf wad fitness challenge. The boys, we've all been, we're day three into it right now. So if you want a good workout, it's not bad. Yeah. It's been Is good it food time. free? You're allowed to drink? You're allowed to. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. You can do whatever you want. I'm huffing wind, right? Like, yeah, I sprinted 200 meters yesterday and I haven't been working out lately. And who? <laughs> lately? Ooh. A couple yeah, years. Yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> you been on the mental You look good, grind. though. You look good. You look good. Yeah, That's form was say. good, except for that fucking yeah. speed wobble that you had on day two. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's tough to get I'll tell stronger. you one thing, though. Doing 200 meter sprints will not help your golf game. So. No, I don't think so either. But uh, the golf course seems your to general think. fitness, you know, health issues. So yeah, definitely that'll help. So running fast at 200 meters does not translate into swinging faster with my driver. I don't. I don't think so. No. <laughs> okay. No. 
Good to I know. I mean, maybe some box jumps would help. Okay. On the body, but yeah, the 200 meter sprint doesn't do much. I think the sprint was supposed to be just like a relief for you. Yeah. That was like your break. <laughs> I felt like I was floating. Yeah. After the like, bear It's been crawls. like all leg workouts and I'm like, dude, this is freaking painful, man. Like. I don't, and it's only body weight. I'm like, this sucks. Like, I don't, you know, we had Scott Stallings on to kind of pump this, uh, this challenge up. And I don't remember ever hearing anything about him, like doing sprints, doing runs, doing anything like that. So maybe we're, uh, maybe we're losing something in translation here. Maybe we should. If you guys go. are doing Stallings workout, I, I would stop doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work for you guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's an animal. He is but an beast. animal. He's a beast. I, I, would, I would do like a quarter of what he's doing or telling you to do. Because what he's doing is, I mean, that's enough to kill a man. Yeah, I could yeah, be able to see you guys. Yeah, it could be in a stretcher if I'm not careful here. Yeah, I think we got. I think we got the like 12 year old version and and under sort of thing, like the children's edition. So it's not that bad. No, this is true. Okay. It is the children's version. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, day three, the legs have kind of gotten back to normal here. So, or day four, I guess. So, I've heard enough yeah. of you guys complaining. Well, we have Jamie on the horn, so I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and ask our first question. Jamie, can you tell me how you met Kyle Boyd? Oh, I love I actually that. Grew, so, Sweet. <laughs> I grew up with Boyder. Um, we grew up in the same town. We were, I mean, we grew up together from the age, I don't know, three, four years old. We went to school together, played hockey together, played golf together, did the odd boozing together. Um, but yeah, I've known, I've known Boyder my, my entire life pretty much. Is that right? Yeah, I remember him mentioning yeah. that he was from St. Paul and we were like, man, no one's from there. And he's like, well, I'm from there. And the world long drive champion. Well, then he had my inch. Then he had my yeah. interest peaked, right? And I was as we were talking a little bit off air, and I was showing these guys as they have my signed flag from you, and you came and did a long drive show, if you would, on the twelfth hole at the Petroleum Club. And like Parksy was saying, I remember you just smashing fruit, twelve <laughs> balls out of a box. Nathan Tornstra still has oh, yeah. I would. <laughs> Blasted a ball through and it's hanging in his garage, I think. And wow. so then I guess that kind of leads me into my next question. And as our first, how did you even start in the game of golf? Well, um, self-taught. Like I live by a field near my old house, and I, I would just go hit balls, beat balls all day. Uh, started banging balls off houses and the greenskeeper had the house to the right. So he ended up, he's the one that kind of got me my start. He took me to the golf course. It was like, you know, here's a driving range, figure it out. Now, he didn't really help me. He just got me to the golf course because he was tired of being blowing balls off, you know, the neighborhood. Yeah. Window <laughs> and houses and, um, but yeah. And then like, honestly, just, I, I would play golf with old guys. I mean, I would go out there on my bike, me and Boyder would ride our bikes there. We'd have our lunch in our right hand, our clubs on our back, and we would go there, spend the day, and we'd just find guys to play with. I mean, we were we would not discriminate. We, I mean, we were probably six, seven, eight years old, nine years old, and we just we'd spend the day there. We play with guys that were fifty years old and just go out and, and beat it around. But yeah, I think everyone we had like four young guys in our group, myself and three other guys, and we just go play golf. I mean, self-taught. No one told us what to do just you know when to be home by and that's i mean we would just go out there and just literally beat it around figure it out if buddy lost a pro v1 on the third hole i mean we'd all play and everyone's in the water trying to find that pro v1. <laughs> swimming we, 
it's just holy grail that's super cool but yeah my start was i mean i i've always been self-taught i didn't see my golf swing till like 2015 honestly i didn't i didn't care anything about it when i started playing full time is when i first started you know analyzing and stuff like that so yeah just very like coming from st paul five thousand people we didn't have many resources we still don't i mean i'm i've been stuck here for you know, almost six weeks now. And there's like, there's nothing to do other than hang out, clean the house. There's just not <laughs> much going on. It's not much different in Edmonton. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Edmonton, you got you're a little bigger city. You may find the odd track, man. Someone's got to set up. You might be able to, you know, bunk in maybe. there. Well, maybe we can lock down a track, man, and do a delivery up there. Or, you, or we'll, or you come to us, maybe. Get so, yeah. out there. Put the word out. Let's see if we can get a track, man. That is funny that you bring up uh, like the homemade swing, like, and that you played with Boyd all that time. I mean, you and Boydy both have like Boydy had a very homemade swing when I first met him. Like, it's kind of come into more form now from what I've seen. But I remember when I first met Boydy, I'm like, "Whoa, that's a wild swing!" But then I was like, "This guy's pound for pound the longest guy I've ever seen." Like, that's funny. Yeah, totally. Which kind of pisses me off, though. I remember I was at Peacock, and they were like, oh, pound for pound, this guy's the longest in the world. I'm like, really? I mean, you ever met me, bro? 120 pounds, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) But literally, that's what we do. We go to the golf course, and we just like, we'd send it everywhere. And I mean, that's sad. Just doing the math on the range. He's like, nah, I'm pound for pound the longest. (laughs) (laughs) He had the big, also the biggest loop in his swing, too. Yeah. Seems like he's flattened that out from or since then. Yeah. So what was it I like with him in a while, but I know he's flattened it out a bit. What was it like when you finally did see your swing and, and what was that kind of just getting that information and what you did with it? What was that journey like? Yeah, I think, you know, when I uh like twenty fifteen was my last year of competing in long drive. You know, I had made like nine top eights in a row and it was just like time for something new. I was doing crushing the corporate work, doing 70, 60, 70 a year. And I think mm-hmm. the hardest, the thing that kind of pushed me away was, you know, the thing that I, you know, was most successful at was, you know, the business side of things where I was doing the corporate outings, but just got tiring and I wanted to try something else. And I remember I played a few events down in Australia. I played like three in a row down there and just like fresh off worlds, wet behind the ears. I haven't played competitive golf since I've been 16. Mm-hmm. So 10 years. And I played three weeks down there. There's, I played a few good rounds, but I was like, you know, I need to get a lot better. I need to change some stuff. And it's like you want to, you always work to get better, and you you want to do the right things. And sometimes when you're doing the right things, you're not. So I think, you know, I, I started working with a guy who we changed a bunch of stuff. I always, you know, a draw always suited my eye. We went to fading it. Never really felt natural. Mm-hmm. Just it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in the patterns that. I always like your eye will see one shot and you're not going to go against that. So, yeah, I think, you know, you learn as you go. And I didn't have the luxury of playing NCAA golf. I didn't have the luxury of playing a high level junior golf. I mean, people like I, it's like when I play on the McKenzie tour, they're like, oh, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 30. They're like, oh, wow. You're yeah. old. Wow. While you were crapping your pants. Yeah. You know. I was actually working, making a living, and my mom is not giving me money to be out here right now. So, right, you know, yeah. like I've already built a, a business and, and stuff it. But so, yeah, the evolution is, you know, golf swing versus long drive is obviously very different. It's very it's two different sports. You go from, you know, hitting as far as humanly possible to, you know, trying to get that thing in the hole. So right. I think it's a learning curve like anything. The experience is so big out there. I mean, you see these guys that like – 
Bob, I work with a lot with Bob Toy, and I asked him one day we're having breakfast. It's like, when was the last time, or did you ever lose your card? He's like, no, when I got my card, I didn't lose my card for whatever, 25 years. I mean, which is so impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The consistency these guys have, it's, I mean, it's amazing. It really is. It's tough to see that anymore. Like, I mean, I don't even know about some of the top players in the game now, if they're going to have these long careers, like a guy like Phil or VJ or Tiger, like, I think a lot of guys, they make so much money that they're just going to be like, you know what? I played 10 years. I'm good. I'm like, good. Yeah. 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 I'm not yeah. too worried about keeping money, my card. Yeah. Money's a huge thing. But also, I think, you know, there's a lot of information out there. And take it for, you know, everything with a grain of salt. You you have instruction, number one. You have fitness. You have all this other stuff. You have guys that travel and teams and when you look at guys that have lost their game, like a Smiley Kaufman, a Harris English had lost his game for a while. I mean, these guys are world beaters. And, you know, you kind of wonder where they went wrong. Was it the golf swing in itself? Were they trying to change it to make it better? And it actually made it worse. You know, there's there's so much stuff out there, so much knowledge. It's almost scary. Even from 2008, when I, you know, had won Worlds the first year, I look back at 2008 and I watch these guys on TV in the world on drive down. And it's, it's so much different. It's evolved so much. You look at the athlete now and it's, it's like, these guys are freaks, you know? And I didn't look at maybe cause I was more involved then, but I didn't look at them any differently. Now I'm like, wow, look at this guy. Do you, guys, f- you, do you, you feel know, like just, you can compete against those guys now? Like who's that giant, like that gorilla with the long hair? Like, I mean, Berkshire, Kyle yeah, Berkshire. that's his name. Yeah. Berkshire. Just huge man. Like, I mean, there's yeah. bigger, there's bigger dudes out there though. Like there's guys that are like straight on the, maybe not the juice, but Straight looks in like it that all day long. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, but. It, it's it's just it's so much different now. I mean, you have so much access to all this crazy stuff, the crazy training, the, yeah. you know, all the testing and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, it's very comparable to like, you know, everyone compares like Jack Nicholas to the Tiger Woods era to a different era, the new era now. And it, it's hard to compare because everything's changed so much. But. Like Berkshire, I think he was just on the scene when I was kind of finishing up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I didn't know him personally. I, I don't think I'd ever hit against them. I've maybe seen him out there. But then as he transitioned and he, you know, he made it a priority. So obviously, you know, he's the guy to beat now. Um, but I think what I take from that is I look at his golf swing. It's a good golf swing. I mean, it is a very good golf swing. Is, he can play golf and I, you know, it's, it, I think you're going to see more and more of that, you know, back in my day, a guy like Mike Dobbin was six foot eight, 300 pounds. I'm like, wow, how am I ever going to beat this guy? I'm, I'm literally five foot 11, 168 pounds. Yeah, like, David and Goliath. But, but I could, and I did, but it's just, yeah, it, it, you take a guy like ball speeds of, you know, 230 miles an hour. Like, mm-hmm. are you shitting me? Yeah. What about, what about Zubac yeah. back in the day? I mean, that would have been, one of your mentors, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Jason, he had won, I believe, in uh, 06, maybe, was his last year. But, yeah, he'd take me under. But I, people always thought, like, oh, Jason Zubak, you know, he's not that good. And I'm like, I watch this guy hit balls on the range. He's pure. But I see him. He's got a cooler of food there. He's eating like asparagus. This guy took care of himself <laughs> yeah. better than anyone. Yeah, and there's a reason jobs. why he was, he was that good for so long. Like, he went through – like he, he did everything in his power to be able to perform. I mean, to drag your own cooler out there, hit balls. And this guy's eating his own meals and yeah. everyone else is going out and drink beer later. Like this guy's going to wear you down. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, he, 
you can't compare, in my opinion, you can't take Zubac and compare it to Berkshire. It's different eras. No. It's it's just so much. The equipment's different. The ball's yeah. different. The equipment's um, got to be the big one of the biggest changes. Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, I think just human the way optimization. Made, right like you, you would hope that it's peaked by now. Yeah. Has it? I don't know. Yeah. But well, look at tour players, man. Like they just build a swing around. Like they're they build their equipment around their swing. They're like, yeah, that's perfect. That'll work. Yeah, you know, sure. A long drive driver or long drive guy can do that as well. Yeah, but Jamie can attest to this, I'm sure, because like you say, yeah, maybe you're 30 years old and you're going out to the McKenzie Tour, but there's kids that are 17, 18, that are coming out of college that have swing kinesiologists and mental coaches and fitness coaches and this and that and everything. It's like they're almost like programmed soldiers, like one mm -hmm. job, and that's it. Well, 100%. I mean, these kids that come out of playing Div 1 golf, I've and I played with a couple of them last year that are like very impressive, but – that's all they know. I mean, yeah, you can't talk to them about, hey, like, what's in your life? It's, yeah, I say I shouldn't say all of them are like that, but they're they're programmed to like they're like tiger oh. mentality. Like, we can't talk during this round. Like, you know, leave me alone. Focus, I'm, focus, focus. I'm working. Well, I'm not supposed to do this. Prime you know, example. Look at Colin Morikawa, man. Like, you listen to an interview of, of that guy, and you're like, man, are you 45? Like, yeah. you're the most polished guy I've ever heard, and you're 22. Like, he's a stud. Oh, he's a stud perfect golf swing and gives perfect interviews and just super mature and you're like oh so your whole life has been golf that's it it's crazy <laughs> so making the transition playing more tournament golf and focusing on that like yeah what what did you have to work on in your golf game to kind of get to a more wait, competitive wait, wait. can i can i ask a, can i cut in first can we go backwards before we go forward please, please. how yeah. did you know that you were pound for pound and that you could hit a ball a long way and entered into the world into long drive competitions and then made the switch into more outings or were you golf and then long drive so you looking for tips codes or what? Well, no, <laughs> i only hit it 247 yards but my wedge game is phenomenal so i'm not looking to hit any further but no just like because yeah i was just wondering how did you know that you were going to be able to mash it 400 yards i like that uh, well i mean just i think the ability of just always creating speed i mean from shooting a hockey puck 100 miles an hour left-handed creating the opposite speed in the off season for me, which was the off season and creating, I mean, I don't know how fast I remember St. Albert trail. They had that big range there. You guys remember yep. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where I got my start. 2003 went to a local there, got through, got through the district. And that's, that's honestly like I had no business being there. I went to go watch my brother, now brother-in-law compete. And the guy running the site was good friends with my dad. And he's like, Hey, we have a junior vision. May as well hit. I'm like, okay. Ended up hitting like 365 with my old 983. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like, Wait a minute. That's casual. Nine. How much? 360 what? I think it was 365 or 363. Jesus. And then I went back to the district a few months later. And uh, I beat the kid that finished second in the world that year. Beat him up. Went to Worlds. I'm like, man, that wasn't that hard. And then I won junior championships in 05 and 06. And that's just – I was like – this isn't that hard. Like everything came pretty natural. And then I was playing in, for the Bonneville Pontiacs from like 06, 07, 08. And I, Worlds was always at like middle October, end of October. And I was always going down there hurt. I remember in 2006, I, was just gonna say. 
Um, I had like, I had broken two fingers. I got kind of hit from behind. I had broken two or three fingers. I had them taped together. And I remember a guy by the name of Kevin Blankhorn, who's a Edmonton guy, Fort Sass guy. Shout he, out. he had finished, he had helped me out a lot early in my career. And I remember hitting balls with him and like, I'm like, man, I can't do this. Ended up anyways, long story short, I finished like 24th in 06, go down to worlds in 07 and separated shoulder quarter zone. Not sure if I'm going to hit finished third. Wow. Um, and I'm like, wow, like this isn't seems pretty easy. You know, I'm playing in the AJ, get my teeth kicked in, <laughs> yeah. always hurt. So in 2008, I wanted to go down there healthy. And I told my coach, I was the captain the previous year. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just go down there healthy. I'm going to be in shape. I'm training for worlds. Let me go down there, do what I got to do. And I'll be back. And sure enough, you know, I won worlds that year. And I was like, tired of driving my mom windstar minivan i just paid a quarter million bucks like so i'm rich epic what a relief hey that's so nice. oh, unbelievable i didn't have to ask my mom for 20 bucks for a can of chew anymore <laughs> even though she thought it was for gas yeah. uh, of course Wow, that Windstar really sucks the old petroleum. Yeah. <laughs> Driving down the highway with both side doors open, it really sucks the fuel out of this. <laughs> yeah. Drag we got to slow down up problem. here. Put out the sheets. <laughs> That's so funny. So then, so then how, so what did you do then? If you don't mind me asking, then you did to celebrate your first big, huge win. You bought yourself a new whip. How did you treat yourself? Uh, well, we were in Mesquite and I, I was 20. So I, you know, I had a fake ID. We went out pretty good night. And then I remember coming back here. And the first thing I wanted was <laughs> a pretty drive. Good so. yeah, what's, a, what's a pretty good night? Yeah. We don't have to get it. Well, yeah. Zubac actually came out that night. And I remember sitting there I'm like, how can you look like that and drink beer like that? I'm like, man, you're a machine. Like just absolutely go. shredded. Just crushing beers. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. He was a big boy though, too. Like he wasn't yeah, small. Yeah, I mean, this, he's yeah, uh, yeah. He's a, such a smart guy. I mean, if you wanted to know anything about anything, like he's well diversified in everything. You know, obviously fitness, but even the golf swing itself, he knows an incredible amount about the golf swing itself. It's, I mean. Yeah pretty fascinating guy he's i mean obviously a big mentor of mine over the years i haven't kept as close contact with him since i've been playing the last few years but yeah just a absolute specimen mm -hmm. that's awesome probably having drinks and then you look over and he's dropping and doing 10 real quick just windstar in the parking lot yeah. uh, <laughs> shitty about myself again crushing <laughs> a big mac in the parking lot and this guy's eating this cooler full of food i'm like well this is, needs a change if we're going to do anything here <laughs> so we'll transition like you said into the your playing career here so you've uh you're playing on the can tour been trying through Q school and played on the corn ferry for an event or two and that transition like tom was saying into a playing career like i'm always interested from the few times that i've tried to hit a long drive driver like how did your swing adjust like how difficult was that adjustment to go back to playing golf yeah i mean it's obviously a huge adjustment you know the one club that i got so good at was on a tee and just happened to be with a 48 inch driver with five degrees aloft. So yeah, yeah. 
it's the only shot that's hit up in the air. And obviously in golf, you're going to hit, you know, every other shot off the turf or whatever the lie Side is. Hill lie. Yeah, I think it's like, <laughs> you know, I've done a few podcasts the last few days and I, I tell everybody the same. It's like, you know, you take your DNA and you try to mold your DNA into what you think is going to make you as good as you can be. And, you know, when I first made the transition, I wanted to change a few things. You know, did I want to take away everything I had? Absolutely not. Because if you guys watch like George Gankis and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like he actually teaches my action, my leg action and, and stuff that I used to do. So I think I may have overcooked it a little bit early when yeah. I first made the transition into golf. And I'm, and I'm trying to work back because always been like a natural athlete. Like I've never thought much. And they say you got to be really smart or really dumb to play this game. And I think I'm on the dumber spectrum. So the less I know, the better I am. You'll have to focus um, on just keep it simple. You're not hanging. Yeah. You're not hanging out with Bryson, I guess, in your off season. Keep it. No, way. I've had a few conversations with Bryson. And I mean, I remember when I played the colonial a few years ago, he came over and I was hitting balls and he was, he was asking me questions. I'm like, dude, like, I've never thought of that before. Like, I'm sure I could give you an answer, but I need to think about it first. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's just two different, you know, the only, the only commonalities between what I was doing before and now is like literally you're holding a golf club, but it's so much different. The mental aspect, I think the biggest thing is mentally, you know, I used to grind for like two, three minutes at a time to beat that guy I was standing with on the tee. And now you grind for like five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It's slow as shit up there. Different which, world, man. Different which I world. think is, you know, I'm, I'm a type of guy that like I need to go, go, go. And when I'm standing there watching the guy and he's taking three minutes to hit a shot, like I just, it's like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. And I hope eventually they will improve that. Uh, but I think just the average, like just the mentality you need to have for, you know, whether it's your warm up session and then all 18 holes, like if you've got to program yourself for six and a half hours to be just focused in versus the three minutes, because I knew in those three minutes I was on. And as soon as that was off, I'm out. I don't yeah. think about it. I go back. You, that's how you get through rounds in long drive and golf is so much different. Like you're in that, like it's your day. It's not just a few minutes. So yeah, it's a marathon the experience. Experience is huge in golf. There's no question. Totally. I th- I think over the last few years, you've had the opportunity to fester some pretty amazing relationships. So talk to us maybe a little bit about your relationship with Gary McCord and him caddying for you in U.S. Open sectionals. Oh, oh God. Well, like, okay, here's a two-part story. <laughs> so first story is the first time I'm ever at Whisprock, where I'm a member now, I walk in the grill Humble with bread. a buddy of mine that had just joined. And I sit down, and McCord's sitting with Wayne Gretzky. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. Showtime. So McCord calls me over, and he goes, hey, are you a long drive guy? And I'm like, I have a name. My name is Jamie. Thanks, long <laughs> drive guy, whatever. I meet McCord. He instantly, like, we've come attached to the hip. Anyways, Wayne leaves, and I got this beautiful staff bag, Adam's staff bag. I just signed with Adam's, had this beautiful white staff bag. And Wayne knows where I'm from. I'm two hours northeast of Edmonton. Anyways, he goes outside and signs my golf bag on the side of this thing. Oh, deadly. (laughs) And I walk outside and I'm like, I look and I'm like, oh, shit. 
I'm like, this guy signed my bag. And I'm supposed to be, is it be like me signing the, you know, he's got yeah, a his jersey before he goes out. Titan and I go throw a Siggy on there and he's got to go play with it. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable, but I'm like, man, that's kind of embarrassing. Like a professional athlete with another guy's signature <laughs> yeah. on it. Man, I got to call up Adams and get another bag. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, call Adams. Like, you need to send the same bag now. Anyways, that, yeah. my, that bag's in my dad's office now. He loved it. Um, but yeah, McCord, you know, he took me under his wing very smart guy uh even to this day like i still work on my short game with him he's i believe he's 72 now sick short game i mean mm-hmm. he, he was he worked with mac o'grady for years and years and obviously he's been around the game a long time he sees he's seen the obviously until this year he's seen the best players play every yeah. week and he knows what it takes but i remember last year we really dedicated my whole time to just like inside 150 yards and Mm-hmm. At Q School, I, I was playing so good. I just won a mini tour event down in Arizona, playing so nice. Go to Q School, like second round, kind of hurt my hand, barely get through. But yeah, he's he's been a huge help to me. I mean, I talked to him yesterday. He calls me all the time. I talk to him all the time. Just a brilliant golf mind. Guy that just, he just loves to be around golf. And yeah, he's, well, we've always had a good connection, you know. It's always willing to help knowledge, everything, totally. you know, just to help me get better. Yeah. Share that experience that is obviously so valuable that like a guy that's been so close to the game for so long, spending time with him, working on the short game, just chatting, learning about what's going on, how to think a little better, prepare the mind for that marathon that you're about to endure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, like having, I think the the doors at long drive is open. Like now, like Bob Toys, a member of my club, I spent a lot of, he's helped me, you know, immensely trying to go back to the way I used to just natural. And, you know, you're talking about a guy who's, you know, won a bunch of times out there. He's got a, he's got a major played for 20, 30 years, but his son is now playing out there. So he understands like, he understands golf, but he understands modern day golf, which I think is very different than back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, like his son pounds it so we can relate the way he, you know, he helps Kevin out a lot and he helps me out the same way. We have, we struggle with the same issues and, you know, I think golf is all about tendencies and when you can relate to those tendencies and have a fix for them on the go, like when you're in a round, I think when you can fix something while you're playing in a tournament, that's when you know you're onto the right program or totally you know you're, you're moving forward so he's also been a huge help of mine so with the guys that have been helping you along your path here i mean mccord obviously being one of them have they kind of promoted the bomb and gouge game for you like have they been just been like hey use your distance dude like you have so yeah. much like you mm-hmm. can't really you don't want to just tighten the leash on that like you really hold want up to hold use up it. hold up hold up we just totally dodged the elephant in the room here what about the mustache? We need to know about the mustache. Oh my god! Is it that good man. up close? <laughs> oh. Come on, <laughs> that is a sick muzzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. one of the finest. The, uh, he was on another <laughs> pod recently, and they asked him. They're like, "You can ever get rid of that thing?" He's like, "I can't." He's like, "It's part of my brand, man." He's like, "I'm not allowed to get rid of it." He could get rid of it <laughs> if he ever wanted to just kind of dip away from the limelight, you know? Because like, You'd as soon as that thing's him. gone, he's just. Houdini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But he's a good Sorry dude. for interrupting you, Pace. Sorry for interrupting you. I, I like so that. <laughs> I like some commentary on that. Yeah. Were they trying to push you to hit it further and play that game of bomb and gouge? Or it sounded like they were trying to focus you into really developing the 
the under 150, 100 yards in, but. Yeah, I think, you know, I started working with Costas early. That He was my first teacher, and he helped me immensely. I mean, I really learned a lot about the golf swing. Um, and he was never that way. But, like, McCord, you know McCord. McCord is off the wall. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you, like, the PG-13 rating where he's like, hey, I remember I'm winning this mini tour event. I got, like, a two-shot lead going to the 18. And it's like a hard dog leg last. And I reach for, like, a three-iron. And he goes, hey what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, all we have to do is make par. And he's like, see, that's where you go wrong. And he hands me the driver and he goes, tear the effing cover off this thing and stick. He goes, undo your fly. And then I'll leave it from there. But he goes, undo your fly and, you know, walk down the fairway. You know what? Next week when these guys see you, it's going to be a different story. You knew you hit a little three iron down there, flip a wedge to 30 feet. He's like, no one cares, man. He goes, Hit it 30 yards from the green and flip it in there and make birdie. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. So I hit this tee shot and I torch this thing, flip a little wedge in there, make it like a two footer. He goes, What's the problem? He goes, Can you hit the on there? He goes, Man, if I had your game, he goes, I wouldn't wear pants when I play it. And I was like, <laughs> Nice. All part. right. And, and go back, Parksy, to go back to your story about the US Open sectional, he, he flew a pull cart in to that sectional event i'm playing with tony finau and joy merritt and this idiot we get to the shop and the guy goes mr mccord mr mccord i'm like oh jesus this guy wants an autograph i'm like come on he goes your pull cart's here like, what pull yeah, cart, had, eh? uh, a good friend of him is the owner of something Mountain. he goes i had a pull cart sent here this your buggy's here Oh, oh my God! For Thirty-six holes. This thing, this pull cart, is in my way. I mean, it's on the <laughs> But you know what? But I'm you'll have, you'll have that story forever. <laughs> exactly. I'm the guy that asked the sixty-eight-year-old with a bad heart to caddy for me. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Fluff did it to that good. age. Sure, I'm sure Gary can pick it up too. Oh That's yeah. So good. No, some of the things he calls me on a golf course when we're playing. I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could wear a mic. <laughs> maybe that's what you should that, be doing. Maybe that's what we should do. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> might be the next, hey, you know uh, yeah, now next TV show. Job, I mean, it would be, I mean, that is some entertainment. The word, the stuff that he says when we're playing, like, like if I hit a shitty shot or something, I mean, it, it he just lights me up. Oh, I bet. How that's was good, man. You need a little needling though once in a while, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, hum, it humbles you a little humble pie. Definitely. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's better than the guy that just carries your, your sticks and you hit a shitty shot and he's like pat tap ten. he's like okay man we'll get him next time well no yeah give <laughs> me a little energy that doesn't work did you speak to him well obviously you did but how was he right after he kind of got let go then like how was your interactions with him at that point did he was he still kind of just focusing on your game or was he kind of down and out for a bit or did it even phase um, him yeah i was actually with him i think when he got the phone call no i mean way. i think after all those years um you know he's he's the type of guy that he's like he's always so happy and he's always Mm -hmm. like you know so much energy but i think that really hurt Mm -hmm. and you know i think it's just you know getting the proper send-off and and doing it the right way and you know when when you tell someone like gary like hey we want to like freshen things up a bit and we want some new blood in here and then you go and hire davis love and i have nothing against him but i just see him and gary mccord is very different i see yeah. gary as saying you know 
he's he's off the cuff and he's he's polarizing figure some people love and some don't but he brings some entertainment i mean i love watching him and he's a friend of mine but you know when i was a kid i i enjoyed some of the you know his his broadcast i also really enjoyed costas you know i thought we love yeah everybody loved them i I thought he was really good on the golf course i thought he brought it brought an element that you know you got to interact he knew a lot about the golf swing but he he brought you stuff that you normally wouldn't get and now like I, I'm just not a big fan of the broadcast. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's garbage. Well, it's even garbage. Get, yeah. Cost, even get Costas started. is like that wise old owl. You know what I mean? You can always re- rely yeah. on him for some good info. And then these guys now are just plugs. Like, sorry. I mean, they have great careers, but like, if they're a bunch of dead snakes on air, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, if you're, if your protocol of having an announcer is to have a major and all, like, to me, that, that doesn't make you like when, when they had Faraday, Costas, McCord, McCord and then yeah. like McAtee, and you got Nance in the booth, McAtee. and like to me that, like those are that's, I and I think Dottie Pepper does a great job with those guys. Without them, she might be know, the best. Like, actually, it's the All Star. That was the All Star team, though, for sure. There's yeah. no question, but they they just brought a, a fun element. I mean, and and McCord. You know, when I think when Faraday got let go, him and McCord would go back and forth. That was the best. Like, they're so different, but they would feed off so each other. So witty. Now it's like, I don't know. There's I'm no like, banter. There's none. And, and Christy Kerr's coming on? Ugh. Well, people are just afraid to hurt anyone's feelings with whatever said anymore, right? And that's yeah. where, like, sure. that, I don't know anything that McCord said by any stretch of the imagination that he ever did. But now, with today's, but now in today's cancel culture, <laughs> that if someone, if he did happen to say something, that it would be get him off the air. And then that's yeah. not the right way to do it either. That And with Costas and McCord, when you like missing, like you could hear their passion. And with, with Gary and you could hear, ooh, you could see, you could just feel him up in the booth fired up He's for excited. what's going on in mm. front of him. And now the Immelman brothers are just killing the fucking motor. Barf. Barf. <laughs> Barf. We go on about that all the time. We, we, beak the Emelman bros so that's pretty standard practice for us just to give you some insight Jamie oh uh, I know and you know like nice guys I know yeah. nice people. I know Chris likes him because he, like, he helped him out in the have Masters to have an accent like they love the accent though and I don't I don't yeah. care but I just I like what I like and I'll be opinionated about it like I thought they did a great job and now like I, I turn it on and I'm like man I, I don't really care I'm sorry put it on mute <laughs> it was really funny it's i was just, talking about yeah Immelman. so bland yeah. You know? yeah i was talking about Immelman the other day because he was on the golf digest pod and they were mm-hmm. like oh yeah his silky smooth south african accent and i was listening to it i'm like because like my girlfriend's south african and i'm listening to it i'm like ooh, that's like a trashy south african accent and i like played it for my girlfriend she's like ooh. That's bad. Not, She's like, people are attracted good. to that. I'm like, yeah, it's bad. Are you talking about Mark or Trevor? Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, these guys. I don't know. It's it's super disappointing for sure. Super disappointing. This is what it is. Codes. What's the hey, next thing? Hey, you got? I'm gonna, okay, I got. I'm gonna steer it back then, and I'm looking at Jamie because he's obviously getting a little bit more comfortable with us because he's getting closer. He's to getting the fired up. I'd like. I got a. I got a mug full of pink wiki here, boy. I'm good. He's on the road. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no free, no free plugs, but it is delicious. No, no plugs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, no, we'd love to have a taste of bottle. Can't get our hands on that. And it is Friday. Or eggs in the city right now, but Jamie. <laughs> I'm looking at that 
Cleveland golf hat. And I'd love to know what your setup is in your bag right now, my man. Yeah, I actually got it right behind me. Um, so Launcher HP Turbo is the new driver that released um, almost six, eight months ago. Uh, and then from there, uh, pretty standard stuff. Like uh, all my stuff is, I recently switched. So when I first started playing pro, and this may sound crazy, um, but my stuff was so heavy, four degrees flat. I used to be a drawer of the ball. We tried to get my flat. Try to get wow. out of that, so I started cutting it. But four flat. Wow, Jesus. Four, four flat. Four That's flat. That's ugly. Short with these. I mean, tomahawk grips. I mean, these grips I had on there, they were MC plus fours with six racks. Is what I. Oh, Whoa. buddy. What? Yeah. You should be That's cutting meat. You should be like a hockey for stick. A <laughs> Jesus. Let me see them hands. What them hands do? Oh, these, <laughs> these hands are not that big. Trust me, they got calluses. But um, yeah, so I mean, pretty standard setup. Uh, there's nothing crazy. I play tricks on irons, Cleveland wedges, Odyssey putter, um, obviously uh, the launcher HB driver. But all my stuff is – I went back to normal. I went back, back to normal length, maybe even one up right now, and really? normal grip size, which is, I mean, more natural. Just I'm just trying to be like go back to the way I used to play golf. I used to – you know, it's like – Five years ago, before I started playing professional, I'd go out and shoot 65, no problem. Was the consistency there? No, but the, just the, like the athleticism. The, right, putting yourself in positions to make birdies. Kind of got taken out of me, so that's kind of what I'm trying to go back to. You got to dial it back from Maniacville to like regular regular skill level, regular people level. Maybe yeah, regular people level with the golf clubs would still create a little bit of heat, you know? Mm. Yeah, you got to <laughs> get the speed going. And in those so, irons are 5.5 rifles, or what do you switch? No, so, um, <laughs> get some gear. Let's get some gear Let's on get the camera. Gear, here. bring it over. The gear. Pull the- oh, I, I scraped all the labels off. That's my OCD in a pandemic. I scraped all the labels <laughs> off. <laughs> Gotta find something to do in St. Paul. <laughs> uh, but these are, um, they're like similar to an X seven i guess similar in fashions um but they are uh come on help me out here uh help them out one, one you're the one no asking step, the questions no i'm step. talking brand uh oh, NS yes? pros they're ns pros mm-hmm. okay 130s uh hard step one flex just hard step, one flex set nice nothing crazy just like kind of going back to normal but yeah 785 tricks on irons pure very pure. Standard, standard tour player stuff like we play. I mean, it's just regular, you know. Weekend yeah, warrior yeah. Gear. And, and what kind of <laughs> and what kind of wand did you mention that you had in the bag, Jamie? Yeah, let's see this. Oh, bringing it back. Yeah, oh, old, I love the, the red with the black shaft. Sick. And if it doesn't have lead tape, you don't want oh anything my. to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to have, 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 have lead tape. There you go. Makes just five. makes a roll makes a roll true exactly pushing the boundary. <laughs> so we got the it. golf bag but what uh what kind of whip are you whipping i think i saw someone on instagram about a little lexus delivery there in st paul uh, the lexus is in the garage i don't know if i can flip this thing around but that's uh that's we truck. can cut we can cut to commercial break for sure <laughs> toyota. just joking toyota nice yeah i got a lexus whip toyota great great partnership for a long time so yeah i've been with lexus for eight or nine years now great oh, company have you really yeah 
You want oh. to talk like corp- I've done a lot of corporate events, the corporate events they do for their clients. I mean, and the, a lot of the charity work they do. I mean, it is phenomenal. Pebble Beach, Sabonic. I mean, it, they're first class, first class company. So yeah, how, how important is it for you now that you've sort of achieved this, this level to be involved with that and give back at a certain capacity? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's a lot different. Like now that I'm playing, it's a lot different because my time constraints, like I'm, I spent so much more time in Arizona when I was doing the corporate outings and stuff. Like I did a lot more charity stuff and, you know, like I, I honestly really try to help out the community as much as I can raffles, donations, stuff like that. Just, you know, try to keep it home based and, you know, Edmonton area. So I try and do as much as I can. Obviously, it's, it's hard when you're on the road. Like, I'm gone probably, I don't know, 250 days a year when I'm home. So I, I do try and do everything I can. Obviously, if it's not my time, I try and make a donation or do something mm-hmm. in that sense. But, you know. That's good, man. Yeah. You got to be involved. You, you definitely have to be. Yeah. Can't, can't take the man out of St. Paul. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I still come back. <laughs> Had a boy. There you go. I like that. So moving into, well, whenever the season actually gets back, let's say, I'm not sure when that'll be, but, um, what, what are your like goals for this year to achieve? Like obviously make it on tour, but like, what are the small goals that you're trying to set for yourself for this season? Well, hopefully like I, I do have to go back to Q school, um, for the McKenzie tour. So I'm, you know, hopefully that happens. I honestly, like my Q school was supposed to be a couple of weeks ago and they had, they just delayed, I think, the first six events of the tour season. So those the first six are delayed. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think, like, this is year pretty much four for me. So I, I think, I like, the experience that I've taken now and, you know, playing through rough patches, playing through good patches, it, it always seemed like last year when I really had it going, kind of got hurt, had to take a little time off. And then, you know, the first event on the McKinney Tour just never really got it going. And, it's a tour, like it's a different pressure because you know there's only twelve or thirteen events. Yeah. And like you need to you need to play well just to play the weekend. I mean, you're talking cuts that are five, six, seven under par every weekend. Yeah, it's sixties and sixty and ties. So you like I think it just the overall like mentality of it, just you know, go out there, play golf, less thinking, just go and be, you know, athletic and just go and play golf. Don't think, don't think, yeah. you know. Stay in the so moment. I think I think if we once we get going, I hope we start out east because the golf courses are a little more conducive to my play. They're not so tight. Like when we play in uh, Vancouver and then we go to Victoria, Kelowna, those are pretty tight. And after that, Lethbridge opens up a bit and then out east opens up quite a bit. So I can kind of, you know, play to my strengths. But, yeah, I think just playing golf courses over and over again, you, you get to know what you can and can't do. And I think I've got enough experience now that I'm, you know, ready to to play well yeah i gotta get out of st paul first because i've been here for five weeks though you're loading up the lexus take us with you and if you were (laughs) able to get out jamie what are some of the places that then you miss golf wise as some of your favorites on the old stops or in freedom roman down south uh you know i miss being down in arizona and grinding i mean uh i don't know if you any of you guys have ever been to whisper rock i I had a buddy that caddied out there his name is josh Sure. Josh, sure. Recently? Uh, probably like four years ago. I, I actually okay. lived down in Arizona for about four years 
working at uh, Los Endes Golf Club. Brandon, Brandon's looping Brandon out there. Brandon Winton. Oh, yeah, Brandon Winton was out there. Brandon Winton's out there. You betcha. There's, yeah, there's a few Canadians. <laughs> no go on that one. <laughs> How about Larry Fitzgerald? <laughs> yeah, that was a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Who's he caddy for um, on the tour again? Uh, Andrew Putnam. There we go, Putnam's caddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's older guy, Putnam's right? Guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fun. We had him on the pod. Good, good dude. Yeah, real good dude. Bucket oh, hat, I wild think. dude. Bucket hat, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, bucket hat. Kirk That's triplet, awesome. yeah, ugly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know, missing Arizona. Obviously, right now the weather's pure, and um, but there's so much good golf down there. Obviously, this time of the year is always pretty rough. Like in St. Paul, we don't get rocking here for a while. Yeah, right. exactly. We're, We're in the same boat. It's an old muni track. It just it, it takes a while for it to get going. So I usually I'm down south, still grinding, but I'm hoping to. Uh, as things slow down here, maybe rip a few balls off the back deck and yeah, film it. Nice. Yeah, see if what the, happens. If the borders were to open up, would you try and get down there and play that outlaw tour? I have. Yeah, I've played that tour. It's a good tour. Really good tour. Um, I, I they're going right there now. last year and I've played a few, but yeah, there's, it, it's, um, they're still playing too, yeah. which is kind of different, yeah, but Cheka just won one of, you know, former yep. tour guy or, or now tour guy, but, Obviously, some quality quality players out there doing it. Yeah, there's a, I played with Cheka down in Asia a couple of years ago. He's a beauty, man. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some really good players. I mean, I know I don't know if Heggy played this year, but I mean, a lot of Corn Ferry guys, a lot of PJ Tour players that aren't doing anything right now, and they'll play those events. So yeah, there's as they tons should. of talent down there. They definitely should be. Did you enjoy your time on playing in Asia? I did. I love it over there. I think it's. It's something that you have to get used to, but um, it's just, it's different. It's different than here. Like when you show up at Corn Ferry Tour events and stuff like that, it's not real social. It's not like everyone's like happy to see you. It's kind of like, hey, I'm going to chop this up this week so I can make a paycheck. Yeah. Where in Asia, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different. Guys are a little bit more friendly. It's more cordial. Um, just a total different, you know, way of living as well. But oh, yeah. like I've always, I've played a few events over there and I've always really, really enjoyed my time over there guys are great um there's some americans over there some canadians there's guys a lot of australian guys but yeah I, and you know what's funny is like the golf over there is really good people oh yeah it, it's like the mckenzie tour it doesn't get the credit it should yeah yeah it's it's a minor league tour i guess if you want to call it but i mean these it, it is impressive how some of these guys play and the young players that are coming up that can absolutely like floor it definitely Oh, Sung J. There you go. I said it. Now we don't have to talk about him. Carry on. That's it. <laughs> Sung J. Iron Byron. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Hardest working he's, man. He's there. my dude, man. <laughs> I'm with I him mean, 2020. I was, this. I was trying to dodge this. <laughs> <laughs> so pure. Yeah, no so doubt. So pure, man. I love it. So pure. Nicest action on tour right now, man. Oof. Except there is no tourist. Nope. Wow, it's a little slow on the back, but I mean, yeah, he plays good. Oh, I wouldn't. Hey, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> that pause gives me anxiety, man. Like I, I've tried. Oh. And just, I'm like, oh god, this is terrifying up top here. Don't yeah, know if it's going to come back down. Yeah, we can finish a half a can of Coors Light on your back. <laughs> Not exactly uh, my game plan, but maybe it should be. It should be. Quick. Got to speed up your backswing to create more speed. They say. Well, <laughs> exactly. I'm doing 200 meter wind sprints trying to get more speed, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So for yeah, try an 800, 800 meter sprint next tomorrow, yeah. maybe. Oh my goodness, that sounds <laughs> way tougher than endurance. I don't Oof. know, man. 
that doesn't sound like my kind of thing. For the I'm just going to call you Zorro from now on. <laughs> for the kids out there looking to get a little more speed, is there any advice you'd give them? Swing faster. All right. Just <laughs> keep it simple, faster. stupid. Yeah, exactly. I know that was coming. Touche. Yeah, that's super funny. <laughs> On that note, folks, we'd like to thank Jamie for joining yeah. us. Today. <laughs> Hit the gym? I don't know. Touche. Oh, I don't even know if the gym will help anymore. Fuck. I think it's a lot about what Scott Stallings has been talking about. Like mobility is such a big thing. Obviously, like you were talking before, Jamie, you're 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 an athlete. You've you've played a lot of sports. Kevin Tway is kind of similar build to you. Like you, you guys have a slender sort of mid body, a little bit bigger up top. But I think mobility is key. And I think obviously within the long drive world, you got to be able to make a turn to to get that club head going. So that's probably yeah, something people should think about. No question. Everyone always, they're like, how do I create more speed, more distance? Well, it, you know, as you get older, obviously things don't move as well as they should. So if, if, if you're tight in the upper back or hips or something, and, you know, let's say your backswing goes, whatever, three quarter, if you can increase your backswing in an inch or two, it just gives you more range of motion to create more speed. You get more leverage, you get and, and more space to create speed. So like I tell anyone, like you, you don't have to go pound the weights out. Like I think as a guy, like let's say you're a 50 year old, you work, you know, a uh, uh, nine to five job and you don't have time to train like Scott Stalling does. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like it's, it's fine. Like if you're going to go and do a big arm workout, you're not going to hit it farther. If you wanted to go and lay down and stretch and use a foam roller and, and open up, you know, some tight muscles, just that is so much more important than just crushing a bunch of weights. And I think, you know, if you can, yoga is great. I don't do it because I don't need to yet, but eventually I will, but just range of motion and feeling good and feeling like you're, you know, my lower back's tight, we'll fix it then, you know, Mm -hmm. because if your lower back's tight, you're, you're going to be restricted in your golf swing. So if you can be fluid and, and, you know, move without being in pain, then that's, that's number one. And then if you can increasingly just, do some stretches. If you want to lift a little bit of weight, it's fine, but don't lose your flexibility. Don't go so crazy with weights that you lose flexibility because obviously flexibility, in my opinion, you're going to lose it more than you will strength as you get older. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, man. I Things tighten up. Even I've noticed that. And I'm not even that old. Like it, It's huge. Like I do a lot of yoga, but like thank God because like, if I didn't, would be able to bend over from the waist, man. Like I forget who it was, yeah. but they and, were and like I have never done yoga, but but don't you think like you're you get the range of motion, but your stabilizer muscles are like Way in more. full force. Like you're you're you feel like you're working out, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Your core, yeah, your core is engaged. And that's obviously what the whole golf swing's sort of centered around is having that core stability, core strength, and and being able to be planted and make that turn, right? No question. I mean, you're turning around your spine. So what is turning, you know, just you, creating freedom in front of your body, your core is a huge engagement. And, you know, if, if you can't finish your backswing or if you can't get turned, I mean, you're, you're going to be flipping at it an awful lot. And that's not how you play golf. Are you a hang back? Flipper? <laughs> <laughs> they call me fat Joe out there. I'll say that. Well, you're a good <laughs> player, though, you said, right? Big kid nippy. Hey, you know, you don't give yourself your own nicknames. I've had a few bad ones. That's one of my good ones, boys. Right? I will yeah, say I lean back for sure. Just yeah, because of the rotation, having lower back problems in the last couple of years, the CPAs has taken me to a few yogas. 
when you activate, you just feel activated and that, yeah, you do have just more control over your That's body. That's how you get the babes. Really? Yeah. That's how you get the babes. Where you yeah, find first them. You get, first steep you get and the power, deep. Then you steep get the and distance, deep. Then you get the babes. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all about. I will say Cody, Cody is a guy that you do want on your team when you're coming down the stretch and you need you need a partner to make a putt or two, right? He's always yeah. been clutch out Got there. You, Jamie. Grease, Grease. Boy- Why don't we go take on Boyder this summer when we open up golf again? And with that being said, I don't know if you boys got anything, but one last question is we have a text in from Kyle Boyd right here, right now. He wants oh, to this know, be it. <laughs> He wants you to let us know, Jamie, what is the funniest thing you've seen at the shack behind the eighth tee? At the St. Paul Golf Course. <laughs> oh, of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> what a question! Oh man. Well, he may have it. He, he said okay. he, he he said he might not answer it. LOL. Is what he gave me. <laughs> that's probably, it that's might be a two-part story. Oh up. man. Okay. So, well, we've seen many things back there, um, <laughs> but a couple years ago, I was playing in a four-man scramble here. Yeah. No, two-man scramble. Anyways, long story short. There was guys sleeping in the ace shack. I drive by. I'm going to get coffee. My house is like literally a hundred yards away. I drive back home. He's still sleeping. Anyways, I get to the first tee. Guess who was sleeping in the shack? He's now on the first tee. And this, this guy's guy looking for a tea time. His ass off <laughs> all day. Didn't even sleep in his own bed. Got cratered, slept <laughs> in the shack, and beat the fuzz off of us, man. It was. I mean. Our greens here in St. Paul are not that pure. This guy made everything. It was one of the most impressive, like, non-professional rounds I've ever seen in my life. Well, Never missed a shot. He's That's like that awesome. guy with the raised cups, just hammering everything at it. Shoots 59. He's just feeling it, and he's like, I, I can't even wait. I got to go sleep at the golf course, right? I'll just be there. When- this guy's just waving the wand. That's awesome. He's so pumped. Maybe he's just maybe he's nervous to play against Sadlowski the long ball. I would be. No, because I wanted, wanted to bring. He wanted to bring it. Like he's a good player, man. I, he just I don't know. He's obviously got a little bit of a problem, but great guy. Just likes to get cratered, and when he gets out there, man, he can he can absolutely go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's awesome. Uh, uh, we do we lose Parksy? Uh, for me, Jamie, I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more rather than just standing behind you and standing behind Boyd's shoulder a couple of years ago, just all giddy. Cause I was standing with the long drive champion of 08 and 09 and really appreciate you giving us an hour of your time, dude. It was great to know, get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. yeah boys, I fun, appreciate man. You have me on. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Jamie. Yeah. Appreciate that for sure. What we're going to do is we're going to roll the credits and we'll get you to hang on the line for a sec. Okay, cool. All right, Jamie. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Cheers, everyone. Thanks boys. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate you. Adios. Hello, Four Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Actor of Nation, and thank you for listening to the Four Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one. Okay. Then we're good. Got it.